Welcome, everybody, to episode 125 of the Dorksman Podcast. I am Nate, a.k.a. Angry Nate. I'm Joey. And I'm Collector Clint. And confused by Joey's non-crazy yeah, intro. That was, that I'm going to see how many episodes I can go with just a regular introduction until somehow it just gets under Clint's skin to the point where he can't stand it anymore. And he starts <laughs> yelling at me on the one episode. podcast. Well, there's only been 124 episodes. I don't know if that's going to happen, but okay. <laughs> I mean, he yelled at you just before we started recording. He did. He, he got did. really mad at me. He got super aggro. He's for so reason. angry. <laughs> so for no angry. reason. No reason at all. No, well, none. you know, that's my secret. I'm always angry. Oh, uh, now you made me mad. <laughs> <laughs> why, why are you signing me out before we even started this show? Oh, and Nate falls off the call. That's how this works <laughs> yeah, yeah. now. It's like, we're going to eliminate each other. Yeah, yeah, he goes, oh, a survivor? A dorksman survivor? <laughs> I, I, don't give Clint any ideas. He's going to try I, to come up with some kind no, of episode no, now. I don't. I, I am okay. <laughs> you know, it's like Jim Gaffigan says. He's like, hey, you want to go camping? Sure, but you don't have electricity, right? Like, that. that's how I feel about Survivor, like. I, I don't need to go to an island and, and eat off the land. I'm going to eat this pre-canned food that I have and enjoy that and the yeah. fire and my heat in my house. And You want to go yeah. on vacation? Yeah, to a hotel with a very soft <laughs> bed and some nice pillows and room service. That's, exactly. That's the, that's I, the I kind don't, of vacation I want. My ancestors wouldn't have wanted to go camping, so I'm okay yeah. not going camping. I, anyway. I, I, I'll do the whole, whole woodsy vacation, but I'm going to stay in a cabin yeah. with right. nothing yeah, else. Yeah. Like, with electricity, no, heat, right. water. I don't want yeah. the tent. Mm-hmm. Plumbing? Plumbing is the key. Like yeah. plumbing and Wi-Fi. If there's plumbing and Wi-Fi, <laughs> I'm good. It'll just stay in the bathroom the whole time and be just fine, apparently. Yeah, even if, if Wi-Fi is just in the bathroom as well, where there's plumbing, that's fine by me too. That's all he needs. Yeah, that's just a, a bathroom. Two things. Yeah, just with a, a with a Wi-Fi with router. Wi-Fi. Yeah. Good to so, know. Anyways, thank you for tuning in this week. Uh, a couple of quick housekeeping things. Make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore Dorksman. Uh, if you like bingo, you can play bingo dorksmanbingo.com. And as always, shout out to Andrew uh, Newbeardland from the Brothers Newland and the Tori Wine Podcast for building that amazing website and amazing uh, bingo card for us. And thank you to Larry from the SDS Guys and the Totally Rad Movie Pod for building us that amazing redirect. Uh, we love it. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, we haven't seen bingo cards in a while. So, you know, if you, if you hit them, let's see them. Let's see them, please. Please remember the bingo. Show thing. us what you got. Show us. Yes. Um, and you can always email us at dorksman at gmail.com. Uh, I've been saying this for weeks now that I'll update the email. You won't. I, I won't. Uh, yeah. So blame Joey or Clint for that. Sure. Uh, I'll take the blame. All right. Joey's fault. That is yep. updated. 100%. Um, if you're not listening to us on CTS Media, make sure you go to the CTS Media site and listen to us there. Or just go there to check out other podcasts. Uh, that's at CTS Media on Twitter and CrossTheStreamsMedia.com. Uh, we are hosted there with a bunch of other wonderful podcasts. So please go check it out. A uh, little bit of everything, something for everybody, as I like to say. Um, so, yeah, do Real it. quick, Nate, I'm going to add on to this. So, yes. Uh, in case you are listening to this, you're probably wondering, well, who won our uh, Pineapple yes. Ramble Madness uh, Ramble? Well, I won. you. I won too. Well, <laughs> anyway, I uh, we're, we're extending it to the end of the year just because we figured we might as well try to get every dollar we can for the kids to count towards 2021. So the drawing will happen New Year's Day. Details on that. But if you are interested in in, uh, in having your chance at a raffle ticket and have a chance at winning the Ramble, check out uh, our Extra Life page. Our links are available on our social media pages. Every five dollars donated 
with the comment hashtag ramble on for extra life we'll get you another entry into the raffle and again we'll draw on uh new year's day so um keep watching our social media i'll share a couple things there too but we're going to extend it a little bit so i know those of you who've donated thank you and i appreciate your patience for waiting a few more days as we try to get a few more entries for the kids kids change kids health kids can't wait okay got it out you're good for the kids don't the do kids. it for don't do it for us do it for the yeah. kids. yeah yeah we don't we don't see <laughs> you know what you know what? do it so i have to send you something because i'm gonna have to pay for the shipping so it's true make do it so clint has to do something yeah do it to make clint work there you go there you go that at enough. the very least or if you don't even want to enter the raffle and feel free to donate because honestly it's uh, it's a great cause and mm-hmm. i know that clint does a lot for extra life and a lot of our other friends do for extra life as well so um yeah even if you don't have the means to donate um spreading the word getting the uh getting the link out there to other people and just exposure for that is also very good because you never know um Every yeah, little bit helps. Every bit helps. Yeah. Excellent. Couldn't have said it better myself. Little bits help. Little bits help. Yes, give us yeah, your little bits. bits. <laughs> hey, I like you talking bits. to MC? You talking to MC specifically? <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Yes. Weird. Weird. <laughs> uh, anyways, Merry Christmas if you celebrate. Uh, that was yesterday. So, you know, if you did do anything for the holidays hopefully you had a safe holiday um and if you're off work please enjoy the time off turn off your cell phones from work don't answer that email don't be like me who's been checking in every day because that's just part of my job and i hate it that part of my job i don't hate my job are you sure no i do i love my job i love the team that i work with those guys are great good can i be on your team uh we're probably hiring actually we yes. are hiring yeah. yes i have no qualifications in the video game industry that's but perfect i, I gotta you get like started video somewhere. games i do okay perfect you're in I, excellent <laughs> you're that's, hired that's a great free qualifier yes i can work from home right yeah do we All are right. one of the one of our guys works uh he's in nova scotia somewhere in this little Sweet. little last town uh, yes all the way on the very end tip of canada um they have this just the amazing. Tip. Yeah, it's literally just the tip. Um, it's amazing because we're talking about like Uber Eats tip? and stuff, and they have it. Yes, we're talking about. <laughs> Sorry, tips. go on. Um, they have like their own Uber Eats service over there just for this little town because there's like a hundred people in this town. Really? And they yeah, there's like three restaurants on there, and then like there's like one delivery driver, and yeah, it's great. I gotta look it up because it's actually it's a real thing. It's just I blew my mind when when he shared this with us that that's their version of of, uh, of delivery service. It's like the only delivery service in town. It's great. Food. It's yeah. great. I love it. Yeah. It's so good. I can't wait to start working there. You you should move there. Uh, move move to no, Nova Scotia. No, working at your company from here though. We've from been... Louisiana. Yep, that's right. All right, make it happen. Good talk, Clint. Do you want to work here too? Uh, I, I guess I could look into it. <laughs> Man's turning down a free job. Very it's gonna be a. It's gonna be like in a, the Dark Knight where it's like you, there's only one job opening. Here's a pool cue. You guys gotta fight for it. Yes, yes. I've got the reach advantage. You do, but I think Clint's get Clint's kind of unpredictable. He's he squirrely. Because he, he yelled is squirrely. At you, like, he, he did. Yeah. That's that like that shook me to the core. Because just like, at the beginning of the Clint. fight with the with the pool cube, he could just yell at me and just totally throw me off my game and come right? and stab just, me. Just stun. Just like 
stuns that's, that's you. always my plan apparently yeah. damn i've been figured out yeah we know you <laughs> we know you we know you too well clint something like that anyway <laughs> anyways ask dorksman we love your questions thank you for the amazing constant questions uh please continue them please continue to send them because um that's the fight that clinton joey had earlier about the questions <laughs> I said these two questions are absolutely fantastic, Clint. Good job picking them out. And he was like, "No, what are you talking about? These are the worst ones. I'm trying to get the worst two out of the way." So I was trying to defend our <laughs> wow. listeners. You really, you really well, cleaned up what I said. I mean, there were yeah. more f bombs in there. And, yeah, yeah, that was, was very <laughs> like, cleaned up. Screw you, Clint. Be nice to our our listeners, Barack Obama and Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige and, and Carl, Carl Weathers, and Carl Weathers. <laughs> Amazing. Anyways, our first question this week comes from our good buddy Manny at Night Bodega. Uh, his question is, "What is the best Wi-Fi name? What Wi-Fi name you have seen?" Uh, his was, "I see your Wi-Fi is as strong as mine." I, people around where I've lived or where I've, I guess, been searching for Wi-Fi signals are not very fun. Like, like they don't like come up with with funny names uh, for stuff. Um, I think the only one that I've ever seen that was like even remotely trying to be funny was somebody put theirs as FBI surveillance fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was was pretty redundant. Like it's been used before. My, yeah, yeah. Mine, mine is actually called um, Cyberdyne Systems Model One Hundred One. Is what mine is called. <laughs> um, and then like the network, I guess, is called Skynet. So. That's that's my own personal one. So if you're ever driving down my road and you and you need some Wi-Fi, there it is. I'm not giving you the password, but you can at least search for it, and that'll be me. That'll be my house. You found me. <laughs> In case you're looking for the tree. Yes. Right. And I'm not, right. Yeah. And I'm not giving you the password. Pretty fly for a Wi-Fi. Still one of my favorites. <laughs> that's pretty I like good. That. I do like that one. My internet is not a clever name. That's because I I don't want to you know I don't want anybody around here trying to connect to it thinking they're funny. So. Uh, it's just I think it's actually named after my dog if I remember right. No, oh, nice. So, yeah, not as fun as as Joey's, but effective. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen good ones on like on Reddit and stuff because those the puns always come together like mm-hmm. on on Reddit and I, I see a lot of those. But yeah, in person for for Wi-Fi names like yeah I haven't seen anything great. Um, the one that I use or I used to use before I got a new router was uh, just the Simpsons address seven four two Evergreen Terrace. Um, was was my Wi-Fi for a while? It's not. It's just something easy for me to remember amongst right. all the other <laughs> other Wi-Fi's in the neighborhood. Um, but yeah, some good ones. It's like it burns one IP is uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> a really good one. Um, yeah, there's just they, like if you Google it, there's tons of really funny oh, ones. Sure. But um, yeah, I haven't I haven't come across. I think the FBI surveillance van one was one I seen at like my brother-in-law's place. Like someone was using that, so. Um, that's a yeah, it's a common one that people do. So, I like it. Sorry, Manny, it wasn't the best answer. Uh, it's what we got, and it's what you get. Blame Clint. Blame Clint. Blame Clint. Clint. And right. by, by the way, um, Andy also chimed in, and she she mentioned mm. still not the NSA. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, I got it too. Anyway, thank you for the question, Manny. Yeah, thanks, Manny. We love your questions. Keep them coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> next question comes from our buddy Ed uh, at Butt Twisted. 
uh, his question is, if you had to wear one solid color that matched each piece of clothing for an entire week, what color would you choose? Uh, he chose black because that's normal for him. So we're just talking about head to toe, like everything. Yeah, you, just you all wear one color, all yeah. the same color. <sighs> that's difficult. I, I'd say the majority of my clothes are probably more like a grayish color. I think if you wear all gray, though, you look like uh, somebody that's up on permanent vacation. <laughs> like somebody's just not really doing much with their life if you wear all gray. I think if you go with all black, I think that denotes maybe you're possibly, I don't know what it even means now. Like, it used to mean you're goth, but I don't think it has that same connotation anymore if you're, like, dressing in all black. Maybe you're just a Johnny Cash fan. I don't know. I don't know what the new meaning is behind if, if you're wearing all black. Um, then if you dress all in red, if you're a little on the big side, then you look like the Kool-Aid man. So I don't, I don't <laughs> think I could go with that. Um, and then if I dress in all green, then I'm definitely the Jolly Green Giant. So I don't know if I want to go with that either. Um, if you dress white, in blue, white, like... white. Yeah, no, just I don't a, think so. Just a no. giant symbol of purity is is what we're going with. I feel like that's something like uh, Paul or um, no, what's his name? Oh, damn it! The guy who hosts Family Feud would wear. Um, uh, oh, Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. I was thinking of Paul Harvey. I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> um, <laughs> no idea why. But yeah, it sounds like some Steve Harvey would wear. All white. Um, I'm, I personally... So the reason this question even was crossed our minds was uh, The Matrix just came out. And of course, in those movies, they were all black. And I don't I fully understand why. But it, regardless, um, I'm always impartial to blue. Blue jeans, blue shirt. Doesn't necessarily have to be the same shade. But um, See, that's a big... like. <sighs> I don't want to say a fashion faux pas because I don't want to tell other people how to dress, but it's like a personal deal with me. Like I'm, sure. I'm very weird about wearing blue shirts when I'm wearing blue jeans. Maybe I'm the only weirdo mm. that that's like that. They've got to be like super contrasting colors of jean uh, of blue. So like a, a like a like a royal blue and then like a really right, light like... wash or like a baby blue t-shirt with like a really yeah. dark wash denim or something like that. Because it looks too matchy. It looks again like I'm a four year old, you know. Going out to the park with my with my parents or something. If I've got your mom like, dressed you, yeah, that's right. Just I'm just weird <laughs> like that. If y'all didn't know that already, interesting. I I don't think you're alone in that, but interesting. Maybe you are alone in that. He's not. I I already know he's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. How about you, Nate? Yeah, I think it. I most of my wardrobe is legitimately like it's it's darker colors. It's either black or like a navy blue or um like a darker gray so yeah i think like black or gray i think i would choose just because it's like a lot easier to match shoes with as well like mm-hmm. with the darker colors um because you can like yeah like we're in a pair of black sneakers with black pants and like a black hoodie or something it's just that's you know it's it's common like it's that's very, yeah that's a normal yeah. look yeah, it's a normal look. So I, think, I could like, just white, wear some white Air Force Ones, some some white Levi's jeans, and just a white T-shirt, and just pretend I'm in in sync and it's and the get 90s. like <laughs> get a white See, top I, hat and a and a cane and just back like... streets back. <laughs> well, which one is it, in sync or Backstreet Boys? Very I, I, I think it's Backstreet that wore is the, the, the white. white for yeah, the yeah. Is, yeah. So that's why I changed it last minute. But thanks for pointing that out, Clint. God, why do you hate me so much today, you know, man? You're really ragging. Be in the Christmas spirit. 
Well, Christmas spirit left me yesterday, man. See, I knew it. I knew that's what it was. He didn't get the right gift from his mom and dad. I had nothing Christmas. to do with the gifts. It's just the Christmas spirit left me. He's so upset about that. <laughs> Mariah, Mariah Carey went back get. into the ocean, so it left me too. You know. <laughs> um, I, I, by the way, I, I did. I I don't even have anything to add with shoes. I just wear a gray or black pair of shoes most of the time. So uh, mm-hmm. that's not something I consider. But that's interesting that you have to contrast appropriately with that. I wouldn't have thought of that. Just it's a lot. struggle. It's a struggle. Struggle is real. The struggle is real. Of wearing all the shoes that I bought that I shouldn't have bought. Yeah, same. <laughs> and matching the clothes that I Things bought. are escalating. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. For my, like, one outing a week to the grocery store. Gotta get look good. It's true. You gotta. Um, yeah. Thanks, Ed, for the question. Uh, yeah, as Clint mentioned, it was we were trying to find a way to segue into a a quick matrix discussion before today's actual topic, but we are going to do a matrix discussion more in depth next week. So make sure to tune into that. Uh, We're going to go through all four movies, including spoilers for the latest movie. So if you haven't watched it yet, please make a point to try to watch it this week before listening to next week's episode. There you Um, go. So you still got some time or don't watch it and do yourself. Or don't watch it. Yeah. Hey, save it for the podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, on to the actual topic this week. We're going to talk about Hawkeye because Hawkeye was fucking fantastic. And um, it just wrapped this week. So six episodes um, wrapped. Yeah, just wrapped this past Wednesday. It sets up a lot of stuff. We'll get into it. Um, And if you haven't watched this episode or you're still a few episodes behind, I know Clint binged through it this week just to make sure that he was ready for this podcast. Thank you, Clint. We appreciate Clint for that. Yeah, we appreciate you not reading about it on Wikipedia instead. Like I do sometimes. (laughs) Uh, But that's just on brand for me because screw you guys. You can't tell me what to do. I'm going Wikipedia. Screw you guys. (laughs) Wikipedia. But yes, uh, so please be aware that we are going to be talking spoilers. Um, We will... Maybe reference some stuff from Spider-Man as well. So this is just, just in general, it'll be spoiler-filled, so be careful. And fuck this Pringles motherfucker that scored two touchdowns today already that I have on my bench. <laughs> fuck you, Pringle-ass bitch. Anyways. He's probably talking about uh, fantasy. And, City, yeah. Are you talking about the league that we're in together, that we're still in the playoffs? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm about to lose, league. too. Uh, I'm winning. I think I'm going to win this week. But, uh, so... Tyreek Hill had he was on COVID protocol till like late last night, so I picked up Pringle as a handcuff just in case. And today Pringle has scored two touchdowns, and Tyreek Hill is like twenty yards. So, what a letdown! That's okay. Still have I have Mahomes. So it sounds like my entire fantasy season. But anyway, anyways, yes. So be warned. Spoilers ahead. Uh, yeah, so right off the bat, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Hawkeye was my favorite series in the MCU TV series. Oh, we're oh, just jumping straight into that? Straight into it. <laughs> Instead of all, at the end, like I suggested? <laughs> well, we'll save our just... overall rankings for the end. Yeah, yeah we'll um... save overall rankings for the end. But for me, this show exceeded all my expectations. Um, if we rewind the tape, like, uh, like weeks ago, months ago, I said, I wasn't sure about this show. I didn't understand this buddy cop vibe. I thought it was going to be stupid because I saw the trailer and boy, was I wrong. And I was glad to be wrong. Uh, 
I'm I'm in the same um I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. I just had a brain fart. Uh, I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> okay. uh, I'm in your corner. I don't know. That's not what yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. somebody said something the other day. Um, I don't know if it was on Reddit or Twitter I was reading. And they said something about Netflix's hold on having their shows do 10 episodes every season always feels like a couple episodes too much and then Disney Plus's deal with only having six episodes feels like one or two episodes too little um, and I, I thought that sounded appropriate for a few of them because it, it almost and we've had this discussion about the other ones before it almost feels like an elongated movie that they stretched out um, and just added some filler I, I think this is besides WandaVision the first one where I don't have that feeling like I feel like six episodes for the story that they wanted to tell was perfect um, I also made the comment to somebody, and I may have mentioned it on here before, uh, Hawkeye felt like an um, MCU Disney Plus show produced by the same people that do the Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> like, it just it just had that, like, just real kind of, you know, simple plot line, just like a heartwarming story to tell. It had the holidays involved with it, and I think it worked out perfect. I think, I think the, 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 formula was perfect it reminded me a lot of the iron man movies as far as um i call it the three h's i just made this up uh heart <laughs> humor and heavy action like it, it heavy had, action. yeah yeah i had to do something with the h because two h's <laughs> and an a didn't make any sense so three h's heavy action is the third one so anyway i i, I felt like it used that formula very similar to what the iron man movies um used in the mcu and i think it used them well I, I think it did i think it you know pulled all three of those together i think there was obviously a good relationship um between uh kate and clint uh that worked out really well um there a lot of good relationship dynamics you know him and yelena having to work through their issues which i'm sure we'll get into her and kate working through stuff um there's a lot of good stuff in it i just i i really did like it i don't have it ranked quite as high as nate um, but I, it's it's my second favorite. I'll go ahead and say that now before we do our rankings at the end. But it's it's my second favorite. It's it's right up there. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I'm still considering my rankings, so I don't know where I ranked. It wasn't bad for sure. I'm wondering if Nate you meet meet all your expectations because you didn't have any. You know what I mean? Probably that's, that's that, that definitely helped a bit. Yeah, I'm just I'm just wondering. I mean, I'm not. I don't. I don't think it's my favorite, but it wasn't bad. It was easy to sit down and watch through. And there's a lot that happens and a lot of, uh, you know, interaction, a lot of ongoing things. And I will say the thing I liked was the casting for this one, as I think I've mentioned mm -hmm. for a lot of MCU stuff. But um, Haley Haley Seyfried Se Se Steinfeld. Steinfeld Steinfeld sorry yeah. Steinfeld is great. Um, you know, I've always been not iffy on her, but sometimes I'm like, really, that's what you went with. But I I, I 100% approve of that now. Um, same thing goes for Jeremy Renner. Uh, when he was originally cast as Hawkeye, I was like, I, okay, I guess I get it. But I feel like this series finally let him be Hawkeye and actually showed that he could be Hawkeye instead of being a very supporting Avenger, rather being an actual leading character. And I like, and I like that. So I will definitely praise that as much as I can. The casting was great. Yeah. Uh, and I, I hope I don't butcher her, her name, but I think it's pronounced Alakwa. Cox, the okay. uh, actress that plays Maya, um, mm -hmm. who is going to be getting uh, her own Disney Plus spinoff series uh, called Echo. 
Oh, um, I didn't know so that. Okay. Obviously, that's the character that that she is in the comics, um, and she's connected to Hawkeye and Kingpin and Daredevil mm-hmm. and all those. Right. The the mm-hmm. rumor is the Echo series will be the bridge into bringing Daredevil fully back into the fold. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to pan out or not, but that's just kind of the the thought process because of how well they. Uh, related to each other and mm-hmm. I did not know heading into it but looked it up pretty quickly after her character was introduced that that she herself is is deaf as well yeah I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't know the amputee part I didn't know yep. I, I know in the the TV show she is obviously mm-hmm. I've seen mm-hmm. those scenes but I didn't know I didn't look that part up uh, as as to that's really cool life. I think that's yeah. cool that they they, they cast um, a, a deaf person in, in a deaf person role. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. Yeah, rep- representation matters, yeah. right? Like, it, absolutely. We, we harp absolutely. on that a lot, and you know, it's good to see that they're doing it and they're doing their best for it. Um, little side note on that: I read too that uh, both Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld learned a bit of ASL American Sign Language. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, while they were on set, so they could you know try to their best to communicate a bit um, with mm-hmm. uh, with Echo. It's cool. It was cool to watch that. Sorry. And it, it and the same thing with Eternals. Mm-hmm. It was cool to actually see him do that and actually interact that way. And uh, I, I like I like that a lot too. I I have to praise that because I mean I'm sure it's realistic. I'm sure it's real. And you know it's just nice that that's something that I shouldn't say nice. That's not the right word. It, it's great that that's the case that they can actually mm-hmm. include people. They don't have to be you know a full functioning or fully. I'm gonna just dig my hole deeper if I keep talking. Anyway, I'm glad <laughs> they did it. Yeah, uh, I think the, the casting was was great. Even yeah, the, the ones that had like perfect. the the minor roles in it, like their um, their friends from the guild, <laughs> the, from the larping. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I even I enjoy, I enjoyed those characters for the little bit of screen time that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed Jack's character. I thought Jack was fabulous. Like uh, I figured mm-hmm. out pretty pretty quickly that he was going to end up being just the scapegoat, the fall guy. That he wasn't actually yeah, he the wasn't bad the, guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just think he his his character was was played great, just kind of that eccentric, you know, um, rich person that just has more money than they know what to do with type of thing, and has just always lived that life of privilege, but is like just ridiculously goofy <laughs> in right. general. Like the scene at the end where he's fighting people off with his sword that he bought yeah. to the party. Um, yeah, I just like, I, like Zorro, just yeah. like swinging his sword with, and the mustache. Like I just yeah, thought it mustache. was great casting. Yeah. I just thought it was yeah. great casting in general. You know, obviously there was the ones that they were bringing back. I love the fact that they brought back um, Kingpin Wilson Fisk and and let it be D'Onofrio um, that got to play the role. And I've seen confirmation that it's the same character, which. If it wasn't, it'd be really weird yeah. to say, oh, right. it's the same actor and it's but the it's same character, universe. but it's yeah. a different one. Like, see, that's mm. that's the stuff we were talking about last time that that just kind of gets on my nerves. It's it's just like it's it's unnecessarily like muddy in the water. So I'm glad that right. they came out, I think, and confirmed that, yes, this is, in fact, the, the, the same one. So I think that'll help with the, the Daredevil transition, too, since obviously he showed up in um, Spider-Man. So... Casting I think was one great. of the the thing that yeah I think like on top of the casting like I think the the like obviously like Clint's family like you see a bit more of the family again like I'm pretty sure they were the same kids in in Endgame um, the wife was the same as well uh-huh. right um, mm-hmm. so it was sure good was. to it, it was nice to see that side of the family as well and seeing um, like right off the bat like I I think what really helped me enjoy the movie much or the movie the show much more was that um they humanize 
Hawkeye right away. They show that he's more to it than just a dude with arrows. And that was like right from the beginning of the series. And that's why I think I was just like, okay, they're taking this a completely different approach and I'm here for it. Like the whole, mm-hmm. I didn't realize he was deaf. Like I didn't realize like, you know, I didn't realize that he still has like, obviously he struggles with like PTSD and like, you know, he's got like all these additional issues that it humanizes him. Sure. And, you know, they never really gave... I don't think they gave Hawkeye a lot of room to grow in the movies. No. Uh, he was always, like, right from, like, the, the his first appearance in uh, in Avengers, it was just like, oh, he's he's just he's sitting there. on the, the rafters, and he gets yeah. controlled by Loki for the whole movie. Th- you know, and it's Th- just like... Thor's his first appearance, isn't it? Right, but he, yeah, it yes. is. Yeah, when he, yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's age. just like this straight-laced, like, you know, yeah. like, government yeah. agent type thing. He just happens mm-hmm. to be really good with a bow and arrow type yeah. deal. Uh, yeah, I liked his character development because, like you said, I don't think he got a lot of it over the movies. I think obviously the biggest character development that he had was, you know, the scene with him and Natasha, you know, mm-hmm. uh, fighting mm-hmm. over who gonna, who was going to sacrifice themselves. And mm-hmm. so I, I think that was the most that we really saw out of him was that, which was a lot, you know, to yes, to yes, do in the movie. But I'm glad that they were able to kind of flesh out, you know, the after effect of that. And then, and I shouldn't discount the whole Ronan persona that came up after his yes. family got blipped because obviously. Yeah. That was what drives into this, right? The Ronan character and the you know the revenge factor and all that stuff. So I shouldn't discount that either. But for for them to be able to kind of fairly neatly wrap up both that Ronan persona and that time of his life, uh, and then also kind of have him come to terms with uh, Nat sacrificing herself, given how close that they were and the fact that they were there together, and it was like a it's either you or me type thing because. You know, there's, uh, and I didn't really catch it until I rewatched it today, but it's when him and Yelena are are fighting on the ice um, at Rockefeller, mm. and they're they're yeah. arguing, and and she makes the comment something to the effect of, "If she was there, she could have stopped her from doing what she did." And he finally admits, vocalizes the fact that no, you couldn't have, none of us could, and so I I, I think I think that's his finally admitting that it happened there was literally nothing i was going to do about it she was going to win out and it's kind of time for me to kind of move on from from that and not let that continue to weigh on me like obviously it 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 has been so i thought that was a real good way to kind of wrap up that part and at the same time obviously introduce yelena as who i'm thinking is going to kind of be the proxy for that character moving forward in the disney plus series and the movies that she'll be kind of the quote-unquote black widow character sure. moving forward or at least that's that's my assumption i think no, i think you're right assumption. yeah i think you're right and it makes sense why wouldn't she be i mean she's and- the, the actress is yes, the actress is great, yeah. yes. and and the character brings a little. She brings that kind of badass factor that that mm-hmm. Natasha Romanoff did, but she also brings a different element, and it, that's kind of the humor mm-hmm. um, to it. Because I think she was great in the movie in Black mm-hmm. Widow and in the mm-hmm. TV series, as far as bringing that little bit of humor uh, to the role. So I thought that was great because we're losing some of that. Um, not not the overwhelming humor that like obviously Ant Man. Um, right, right. Scott Lang's character brings or you know somebody like Star-Lord but it's kind of like that Tony Stark type of humor to me is what I'm talking about where it's just kind of like right under the radar but like it's still it's still funny stuff so mm-hmm. I enjoyed her character as well and I'm looking forward to seeing more of her yeah I, I, yeah. go ahead Clinsbury. I have nothing else to add go on yeah I was just gonna say one of those one of my favorite scenes was uh, when 
Kate gets into her burned down apartment and then um, Yelena is there and she's uh, making the mac and cheese yes. and they have that little conversation <laughs> and she's like, it was just, it was perfect because it was just like, she, she kept saying her full name. She was like, are you just right. saying my name to prove that you know my name? She's like, yeah. <laughs> and like, there's just that, those little bits of conversation. Mm-hmm. I think that's what really. Stop making me like you. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, it, it makes, it really focuses on developing both characters, right? It helps you understand that, um, that Kate is very naive and kind of like very trusting and trying to like understand like what's happening and she's always you know looking out for clint and then you get that same side of uh yelena where she's just like she's all business she's on a mission she's paying respect and courtesy to this person that has no has nothing to do with her fight and she's not there for you know to hurt anybody else she's literally there just to handle her business right and it just it further develops both characters so well in just such a short conversation and it carries on throughout the rest of the series. I mean, the rest of the two other episodes that, that they're in together. Right. So, so what did you, really what well did y'all done. think of the scene at the beginning of, I can't remember the episode number where it shows Yelena trying to set free one of the widows who's not actually under the, the deal Smell. anymore. And it shows her Yelena being snapped mm-hmm. and then her coming back from being dusted. I liked it a lot because I don't think we've ever seen a perspective of the process. We've seen yes. after, we've seen before, but we've mm-hmm. never seen it happen. Not the first person. That's what other Joey brought up to me when we were talking about it after the episode aired. Yeah, he, I, he made that comment, and I hadn't realized that. Yeah, I, I, and I, I'm glad you brought that up because I did like that. Because I, I, at first, I had no idea what was going on. I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on? Oh, this is the blip. Like, I, I finally put it together pretty quick. You know, I didn't quickly. as well. It took me a minute to figure out. I was like... At first, I was like, oh, wow, are they, like, including Strange or Wanda? Like, she's got her in some kind of, like, altered state type mm. thing. And then I was like, oh, mm. she got dusted and undusted. That's that's what it was. It is so, interesting yeah. that they're they're actually going back and saying who and who hasn't been dusted. Because, I mean, it, it's, it's so many characters. It's hard to keep track who did and who didn't. Like, in I, Spider-Man, I had no idea Wong didn't get dusted. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I hope to yeah. see more of that included yeah, in kind of subtle ways, not where it's like the whole plot point of right, anything. Agreed. But yeah, little subtle things like that I think is great to because it was obviously something that in the MCU had a huge impact, and we have not seen a lot of the um, secondary and tertiary characters and how they were impacted directly by that. Or, right. like, you know, seeing it happen to Monica Rambo in WandaVision and her coming back when she was in back, a hospital yeah. room with her mom, you know, and the mass chaos that was going on once everybody mm-hmm. came back. I, I think it's great that they're doing it the way they're doing it. How crazy is it that you get blipped in the bathroom and then five years later you just come out like, all right, that was one hell of a shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you're finally done using our bathroom. Thank goodness it's been five years. I mean, we, we repainted around you, obviously, <laughs> yes. but... Um, but could so you like, imagine, wow. like, like just, yeah, I, th- I thought that was a really interesting, like, when I saw it, it like, the like, same with Joey, it took me a second to be like, holy shit, this was the blip, mm-hmm. like, for me to realize what was happening, because I thought, like, she was in some kind of, yeah, I, I, I also initially thought she was in some, some kind of, either it was a dream sequence, or it was, like, strange, something to do with Doctor Strange, because the, the timing of the release of the show, of that episode was, like, I think, just before no way home came came out and it was just like there's all these rumors about you know like crossovers and different things happening and it was just like mm-hmm. is there some kind of magical element here and sure enough it was it was the blip 
Um, and I was just like, damn, that's a brilliant way um, of showcasing what happened to her. Could yeah. you imagine, though, um, if they renovated the house and she was blipped into a wall? Well, that that's know? something I'm sure <laughs> it has not come up, but I'm sure that has to. I mean, or, yeah. or like in Monica Rambo's position there, same, right. same hospital, that chair's been moved so she falls down or she's in somebody's lap or, you know, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. we're, we're going to get way yeah. too into it for the sake of the discussion. So, but yeah. speaking of crossovers, were y'all disappointed that there was no direct crossover between Hawkeye and Spider-Man considering when Hawkeye ended and when Spider-Man came out and the fact that they both took place around the Christmas holidays. No. And I'll tell you why. Because it's nice to know, you know, because one thing you do when you watch those movies like Spider-Man, you're like, where the hell is everybody else? You know, why is it only Spider-Man here by himself doing this? Mm -hmm. But then seeing Hawkeye happen at the same time, you're like, well, Hawkeye was busy. He was dealing with his own shit. You know what I mean? Same thing with all of them. Like, they all probably have other things going on that they all can't be together all the time. So I actually didn't mind. I also didn't mind because then we could actually focus on a story and not have to worry about what's happening in your life versus what's happening in your life versus what's happening over here. It's like, mm. this is focused. This is what we need. I mean, it's always fun to see the crossover. But at the same time, if you actually think about it, it's nice to get. Now, if they didn't, you know, if this went on, maybe a crossover would be good. But it's nice to actually have it focused on the story and what's happening at hand versus, oh, my powers are needed elsewhere. I better go now, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I Yeah, I think same boat as Clint. Like, I don't think I was – I was if, if it did happen, I wouldn't be upset. Right. And I'm not upset that it didn't happen. I feel like we got, um, we got all the confirmation we need with the Kingpin appearance. Mm -hmm. um, like, you can't – you very clearly the Kingpin – uh, is part of the Daredevil universe, which now has obviously means that Hawkeye and Daredevil and Kingpin and Spider-Man are all in the same universe because uh. we saw No Way Home. We saw the appearance of Matt Murdock. Um, yeah, so that answers that question in the sense that, like, yes, they're all in the same universe. I'm kind of glad they didn't force an interaction uh, just because of the timing of the movie. Like I felt like if if they forced something, it'd be it, it would have been weird. I think. Um, I, I'm yeah. I'm okay that it didn't, but that still doesn't mean that I'm a little disappointed that they didn't do a little small something. Like mm -hmm. they could have like maybe had something with Matt Murdock for like three minutes or something like that, or maybe one of the other characters like Froggy or somebody like that could have shown up and he was calling Matt when Matt was leaving the, you know, apartment from, you know, meeting with Happy and, and um, Peter and, and Aunt May and all that. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a huge, huge letdown. I think it was just more of the timing that I think a lot of people were expecting assumed, sure. yes, yeah. that there was going to be something that they were going to kind of do to, to bring those two closer together but yeah and i also see the point of you know trying to have them separate but again just the timing's weird it's like why wouldn't you you know when the timing is is so close both in real life and in the movie timeline or at least yeah. we're assuming it's the same year around mm -hmm. christmas that it's taking place well it, it's funny because actually what i was reading you know how the and this is a major spoiler the tree fell down right like the tree mm -hmm. got knocked down because hawkeye was in it well that same tree appears in spider-man so mm. Spider-Man obviously happened before this happened, mm. you know? So, I mean, that's the other thing is like, you know, it, it, for the timelines to cross, and I'm not saying the writers couldn't do that. It has to be awfully specific. And that'd be amazing yeah. if the tree was like toppled over. Right. Now that would have been great. Right. Like, I mean, something just small like that would have been a nice little yeah. you know, yeah. connection. Yeah. between. Well, the the other thing, 
the other thing is, I mean, and hypothetically, Marvel does this all the time with Easter eggs and such that I, I clearly miss. So I wouldn't be shocked if there's something in there. Mm-hmm. It's a possibility. I, I, I think, I guess my frustration is stemming from being such a, a big Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan for, yes. for, so, for so many years and being frustrated that they would not cross over stuff that happened in the show into the movie but they would cross over stuff from the movies into the tv shows mm-hmm. and, and i i know they're doing a better job now of actually intertwining the tv shows with the movie since they're all under that same umbrella now mm-hmm. i just i just hope it's something that they don't stray away from too much yeah. like I, I i hope there is some and, and obviously there will be you know things are going to be affected in the movies from obviously you know wandavision is going to tie right into the you know uh multiverse of madness and all that kind of stuff uh, right so it'll it, and i i get your point i'm not saying you're not wrong but i i guess the, the moral of the story is just don't expect it if it happened yeah. awesome yeah. but it don't don't I mean, Marvel's good at it, but I think, you know, if they overdo it, too, people will just come to expect it, and they, you know, have to draw the line somewhere. And people will be like, oh, you're forcing it, or this, exactly. right. or... Get so, and, yeah. speaking of which, um, since we're talking about Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D., and, and uh, Nate mentioned uh, Clint's wife earlier, um, Laura? Uh, is, mm-hmm. is, that, yes. is that her name yep. in the That's thing? Yep. So, what did y'all think about the little uh, quick scene at the end? at the very end with her getting her Rolex back. That was a agents of shield agent 19 watch. What did, what did y'all so, think about that? So I, well, somebody, I never watched agents of shield, so I, I didn't, I, I don't know what it actually means or if there's more meaning behind it. There is. Uh, okay. See, I, I didn't know that. I mean, it's obviously something she, you know, wanted, which is fine. So um, the agents of shield thing stood out to me. I was like, oh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., great. But I had watched it, yeah, I told you all this earlier, the first time on an iPad, just because I didn't want to get spoilers. So I had to download it and watch it on the iPad. Right. So I didn't catch the 19 part of it, that it was mm-hmm. because she was Agent 19. And then other Joey pointed out to me, he's like, yeah, that's um, uh, Mockingbird's, Bobby's. Bobby Moore's yeah, Mockingbird's Bobby, yeah. agent number, which, again, crosses over with the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show because that was mm-hmm. an actual character. Bobby Morse yep. and Mockingbird was a character in that. So that yep. that kind of leads me to that whole, uh, you know, they get kind of retcon in this by throwing her in there. Is that just a throwaway scene or is there going to be something that's going to, you know, come up again? So, so I'm why, assuming you didn't know that part. No. So why does she want the watch? I still don't understand that. Because that's her it watch. It was her watch. It's so and she lost it. She so here's the thing too. This I did a bit of research on that, and people can't confirm because obviously no one is you know, Feige or anyone has right. confirmed. But uh, the theory that I want to believe, and this, this is just me being an Agents of Shield fan like Joey, the two two of us suffering through yes this Agents of Shield thing, um, is that Agent Nineteen is a. I hope is a designation sort of like 007. Right. So agent 19 is that's you for your tenure as an elite agent. So Bobby was agent 19 and then Laura um, was also let's whatever her name was. Laura uh, is. Yeah. Is also an agent 19, Um, which leaves me that there is some hope that one day we either, bring back some sort of agents of shield because I know, I mean, Colson spoiler alert. If it's, he's, you know, he's a fucking robot. Right. So you can bring him back anytime. Um, and also I do realize that in the comics, I believe at some point, uh, Daisy becomes the head of shield. Who's so, Daisy? uh, quick from the agents, from of, agents shield of shield show. Okay. Um, okay. so there's, there's room there. 
there's room there for some sort of reboot or some sort of um, continuation at some point. And I really hope it happens. I just want them to bring back Agent May. Can we just get yes, Kim Nguyen in the yeah. MCU? She's busy with Star Wars now. She can do both. She can do both, yeah. I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying. That's the way it is. So, um, Okay. So, I mean, it's neat. that See, I didn't know that. So, I'm really glad you guys said that because I had no idea what the significance was. I also wonder... I, the whole thing where they were selling black market stuff from the Avengers compound, it's like, how the hell, A, was it just left laying around, B, not protected, and C, how could these people get a hold of it? It seemed a little far-fetched. I'm wondering if it's... So, you know, in one of the Spider-Mans, how um, Michael Keaton's character, Vulture, I can't remember what his actual name is, but he's part of that crew that goes and cleans up mm. the stuff afterwards. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if it's just a matter of, okay, there's these... Because you know this stuff probably happens in real life for stuff like this. They're sure. in charge of going to clean up, and while they're cleaning up, they find this stuff, and they're like, oh, I'm going to pocket that and sell it to my buddy who will then you know turn around and get it at an auction and sell it type yeah, yeah. thing. No, no, I, I get that. But That's they, my assumption. But these are significant things. These aren't, you know, like... like well, I mean, is it... Is the watch really that significant, though, if you think it, about it? It must be, because it had a tracker on it, first of all. So They probably like, all did. Yeah. But I, I'm wondering if there's more to it, like what you're saying. It's and, not and, just sentimental. It's like there's actually a reason for that watch. Right, yeah. right. And then the other thing is, like, the Ronin suit. Like, he just hid that at the, the compound. I mean, nobody was supposed to know who he was. I mean, I guess he could have had it there afterwards, but... I just kind of found that that was funny that he's oh my secret identity is just laying around inside of an old compound. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. That's that's I don't know if that's a plot hole or not, but it is kind mm-hmm. of odd that a secret identity that he and, and the question is and I, you know it's been a while since I've seen the movies that it takes place in, but mm-hmm. is that something that he kept from them? Like af, I mean, obviously Natasha knew she's the one that went and got him. You know, right. when he was in the costume, or is that like okay, this will just be our secret type thing, or did right. everybody mm-hmm. end up finding mm-hmm. out that it was that it was him? And they're like, okay, we'll just keep your black leather hooded costume and and really cool retractable <laughs> sword as a memento for you to remember how shitty you were at one point. <laughs> What's amazing too is also like he just like sets that shit on fire. Like, come on now, you tell me you can make a flame retardant suit that you're gonna go and fight people you know what i mean like right well, i'm gonna sure barbecue my old suit yeah, yeah. like I mean, come on speaking come of on, suits man. did y'all like the new suits that were revealed at the end i don't mind them they were fine yeah. i mean you know, i think it was a good take on trying to have some of that you know original comic you know that she mm-hmm. you know they made a joke when she sketched out that at the diner that one day yeah. without like going like full campy costume mm-hmm. on it um, yeah, I thought I, I thought it was neat. Uh, I know they were kind of building up to that point, and just just wondering what y'all thought on the the costume. Yeah, I, they, they weren't they weren't bad. I mean, they'll never be you know yellow spandex like Wolverine, which he never actually wore in the movies. But you know, it'd be funny too. But yeah, I, I didn't mind them at all. They were they were tasteful. They were functional. They were great. Yeah, they did a good job. Um, what else? Well, how, how about the arrows? What do you guys think of all that? Ooh. I mean, you can't have a Hawkeye series and not focus on the yeah. arrows and no. have them just be super awesome. So I loved them. I, I love loved that them. it was. I love the Pym ones where the they made the one the arrow games, yeah. super big and then they mm-hmm. made the truck super small. And like, how great was was the the um, the tracksuit mafia? Like the oh, just yeah. the regular street thug characters. Yeah. I, I love the comic relief stuff. Whether it was them, yeah. whether it was uh, Jack, or just the stuff from Elena, I just love the the bits of humor that they threw. I got, in I got, I did get sick of bro. What do you think of this, bro? Bro, bro. <laughs> Trust a bro moving. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, come on, guys. Like, hey, hey, we went to Maroon Five instead. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that part this was guy. funny. Yeah, yes, but, but, this guy. But everything, bro. Come on, bro. Let's go, bro. 
Don't say that, bro. It's like, guys, we get it. <laughs> I loved it. I, I, I didn't feel like it was like overkill. I thought it was just, just the right amount. Um, the, other, the other thing with that, too, and this this kind of bothered me, is how many were there? Because they have that end ice scene, and it seems like they just came on forever. Like, was half of New York in the mafia? Or right, what was going just, on here? They're all in the trucks, right? So they yeah, go all yeah. like, loaded up in but the I mean, how many trucks like, do they have Six then? or they're, seven trucks. Well, that was more than that. Full it was like six, 30 or 40 trucks, because they just kept coming. Well, I mean, if you're the the boss of New York, I mean, you probably yeah, you have a, lot of a bunch of enforcers. Yeah. So you're saying it was more so. than just that mafia? There are more than the trucks that they show. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. But I just, I just thought it was like, okay, how many are there in this mafia? <laughs> like for a real? bunch. I'm, I'm pro- probably assuming there's probably hundreds of them. If you again think about the territory, if we talk about like in the reality the logistics and, of yeah. it, like how many he would actually have it's to how have big to New York enforce City is. exactly. So. No, no, no. But yeah, but I mean, I know there's all. I'm wondering if there's also you know other families that were supposed to join this because mafias aren't known for being you know hundreds and hundreds of people big. That's kind of goes against the whole trust and family principle rather than having others available which of course would make sense under kingpin that he has multiple families quote unquote at his disposal okay but i just i I was watching that like come on how many more can there be (laughs) it's like a clown car it kind of was clown car of guys in tracksuits i mean they should have all just been saying bro 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 while they walked up to really make it waddling along bro 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 (laughs) bro yeah but anyway um but but the parts where they actually interacted in with them were funny. I will definitely like the Maroon Five and uh, I don't remember who we originally was seeing. Um, part was funny. Imagine Dragons. Sure. Imagine Dragons. Yeah, I love Imagine Dragons, bro. Um, um, I know you guys mentioned uh, we talked a bit about um, Echo uh, Maya Maya Lopez character. I think it's I liked her character. I think it's a little bit weird though that she's getting her spinoff. Like I don't know the story. And of course, it's one of those things where you know we say this every time we talk about Marvel. It's like in Feige we trust, mm-hmm. um, but it it feels a little weird to to introduce her as a spinoff character. I feel like, um, but we'll we'll see where it goes. Like I, I, I really like perfect... her character in the show, though. So I think it's the perfect platform to do it, though. Yes, I think that's the advantage of Disney Plus is that it gives you the opportunity to a do a character like this, uh, which is not a very well-known character except mm-hmm. to diehard, you know, comic book fans. It mm-hmm. gives you a chance to explore a character that's um, uh, like her, that's that's deaf and and is not again the the mainstream heroes that we've been presented with. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. also gives them a chance because if you think about it, with all the series that have come out so far. It's like none of them are promised to have a second season. Now yes, they did; exactly. they have announced second seasons of some of them. Um, but see, that's the other thing. It's like I, I I don't know the viewership numbers. I don't know if that's something that is often publicized. But let's say one of them, and it, maybe it's not the Echo series; it's something else. Just just pick out one of the other, you know, thirteen that are that are still like Moon Knight. Let's say Moon Knight's a flop. They just don't renew it for a second series, and it's like no harm, mm-hmm. no foul type thing, right? So, right. 
you know, I, I think this is a perfect opportunity for them to do a lot of stuff like this. And, and I hope they continue doing this because I think it, sure. it allows them to do some some filler in between the movies. Because I, I felt like we were almost getting to the point where they were about to start having a movie every other month. And I think that was going to end up introducing some burnout. So I think maybe if they throttle back to maybe just the three movies a year formula and then kind of fill in the gaps with some of these Disney Plus series uh, in between and maybe some of the good ones that don't like have big name stars attached to it, if they can continue doing maybe like a second third season of them uh as well i think i think that might be the formula that'll that'll help this stay relevant and not have people burn out on it so do you think like so we're just doing a little bit of wikipedia with uh, of course you are my favorite website uh with maya lopez and echo in the comic so she is affiliated with the hand which if you know the daredevil series uh it's one of the organized crime uh, syndicates in, mm-hmm. in the city and they're quite powerful as, is that uh, <laughs> that's the contrast to the foot right from the oh yes the the turtles. Yeah. Ninja turtles? Yeah. yeah def I, I it has to be um but yeah like there's i'm just looking at some of the the lists of like former members of the hand and there's just they can do there's so much they can do like they're the mandarin was at part of the hand betsy braddock was part of the hand uh, Hobgoblin, where there's been rumors about who Hobgoblin might be from, you know, from No Way Home, um, is part of the hand. So there's there's tons and tons of possibilities. At one point, I believe that uh, from what it says here that Echo was even Ronin, like she has a Ronin suit. So really, really interesting how it could go because apparently Echo was part of the New Avengers, and you know that's part of Secret Invasion. She's also appears in Moon Knight, and she also uh, partners up with Captain Marvel. So her character is actually much deeper than initial thought. So, and and since you since we're talking about the future here, which which one of those upcoming Disney Plus series do you think you're most excited for? Since you've mentioned Echo and Secret Invasion and a lot of those other ones that are, I knew out. I forgot to look at something. You shared a link earlier, and I want to make sure I have them all. <laughs> Today's been just crazy. I'll, I'll let Nate go first then. Yes, please do. <laughs> um, it's honestly it's a toss up for me between Secret Invasion and uh, Wakanda. Uh, Wakanda, yeah. Wakanda purely because I have such a soft spot and I have such a huge love for Black Panther and everything that they've done with that franchise and um, yeah so Wakanda for sure because of that and also Secret Invasion because I'm fresh out of No Way Home and it's like oh man I'm so excited for what they're going to do for Secret Invasion and there's like just so many possibilities of what they can do um, so yeah if I had to pick two like the top two it'd be, it'd be definitely those two I think I think I'm really looking forward to Moon Knight as far as being a turn from what we're used to seeing in the Marvel movies, because if they if they hold true to it, it should be more like kind of what we're seeing with the DC universe, kind of like that darker turn, because that's kind of what Moon Knight is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to that uh, coming out, and then. I'd, I'd say probably second to that is She-Hulk because that's the mm. other rumored connection to Matt Murdock and Daredevil yeah. being brought back into the fold is possibly through the She-Hulk show. Because if you if you think about it, the Echo show 
uh, I think is is further away than She Hulk, if I remember correctly. Um, so I would I would hope that it would be sooner rather than later with his character being introduced. Like I don't want to have to wait for it to be all the way to Echo uh, coming out before we right, get to see him again. Get a right. So I'm 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 hoping because again the rumor was this was a done deal like several years ago. Um, like two, three years ago, like they had this planned out already for his character to be reintroduced uh, mm-hmm. into the MCU. So I'm hoping they've they've got him coming up in She-Hulk. Um, so that would probably be my second for that reason. But definitely looking forward to Moon Knight. Hmm. So um, I guess if I, I, Moon Knight's up there for me along with She-Hulk, and I think they're more in there just because I don't know anything about the characters. I just want to hear more. I, I Some of my favorite marvel movies have been the movies about characters i don't know i know who spider-man is i know who right. the hulk is mm-hmm. i know who thor is but i had no idea who ant-man was i had mm-hmm. no idea who captain marvel was i had no idea who doctor strange was and those have been some of my favorites so i, I think i think they know what they're doing on these origin type stories and it's fun to know them from an actual relation to the comic book standpoint versus the crazy shit fox has done over the years with stuff like yeah. the x-men yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. and so on so uh, that's probably mine. If I'm if I'm being completely honest, I'm looking forward to seeing new yeah, characters I've never seen before, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of where they came from. See, if I had to guess, I'd have thought you'd have said X Men '97. I well, is that, is that this year? I wasn't sure if that was even this year, but oh, I was just talking about just the ones coming okay. up that have been announced. But the thing uh, with so X Men '97 is X Men '97. Even the first season is still fun, but it just went so downhill. So well, I'm and I'm watching I'm, them again. Uh, and that's what I'm hoping. What I'm hoping is with with this cartoon series, because it's not a reboot. It's just supposed to be a continuation of where they left off as far mm-hmm. as the plot line, the storyline. Right. Right. So I'm hoping that, obviously, they're not going to just have some crappy writers attached to this. So I'm hoping what it'll do is kind of, I guess, reinvigorate the series and reinvigorate my like nostalgic love for mm-hmm. that animated series because mm-hmm. it's one of the things that introduced me into Marvel. Sure. Um, to be honest with you, was mm-hmm. more the 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 X Men TV uh, cartoon show than anything else. So I'm, again, I'm hopeful for that um, that it will kind of right the wrong of some of the atrocious writing uh, that we got out of the first one. It felt like more like I know we're kind of going off a little bit no, here, this is but topic. It, it it felt like from that x-men animated series going back and re-watching it when disney plus first came out that it felt like they almost adapted the comic book directly into a tv show in other words they just like almost line for line maybe did the scenes and stuff like that and to me that's that doesn't work you you can't just do that works in in a comic book form right because a lot of it is is not as much on the dialogue as it is the imagery right um but i just don't feel like it translated well to the animated series so hopefully they've got some more fleshed out dialogue character development and story development and stuff like that in in the one that's coming up yeah Sorry, I'm yeah, just... I, I'm with you, I, and I, I, I hope I'm wrong. I, this isn't the yeah. case when you, if I'm wrong, awesome. Like, I, yeah. I'm a okay with it, and I will say I was wrong, and I will thank you for letting me be wrong and apologize for being wrong. But I don't know. Just, I mean, looking through the the, the listing here, I mean, they share in all these voices of characters, but if Professor X is in it, and this is a spoiler. I mean, he doesn't die, but he disappears at the end. He goes mm-hmm. with the um, the space guys, whose name escapes me at the moment, but. The Shiite or whatever they call them. Shiite. The Shiite. Um, yes. But um, my point is, like, you know, what, is Magneto going to show up and lead the X-Men for a while? Like, it doesn't matter. But my point is, they got a big hole to get themselves out of. And I hope they do it. 
it's just that's, that's why I didn't make my list. In Feige, we trust, right, Quinn? In Feige, we trust. And Feige wasn't around when Marvel Comics or Marvel Studios, and I use quotes because it obviously it was in the same Marvel Studios, was around in the early 90s. It's changed a bunch. And I, I, How dare he? <laughs> right. I mean, for all I know, he was, you know, 30 working at a desk job or something. I don't know. What? I don't know the story of Kevin Feige. We, we should look into that. I'm going to Wikipedia him. We should have him on so he can tell us his own story. That would be amazing. I'll, I'll, I'll Facebook him later. Yes. LinkedIn, maybe. Um, okay, so so next question, since we're kind of starting to run out on time here, we, we're hitting the hour mark. So we mentioned it earlier. We talked about where Hawkeye kind of fell. So I'm interested to hear everybody's rankings from the five Disney Plus series that have come out so far, where everything ranks, including Hawkeye with y'all. Hmm. Okay, so let me just – there's Hawkeye – there's go, go, go chronological go chronological do that WandaVision. First. So, was wandavision the first one yep okay so there's wandavision captain uh, captain falcon and the winter soldier um loki loki what if, what and if hawkeye. And hawkeye okay 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 so i'll go first to give you all a few more minutes yeah, do, to, do, do, to, do, to do, kind do, of do. contemplate things so wandavision still number one for me um just because it's God, it's just such a heartbreaking story that that they're telling about Wanda and what she had to deal with and and how she dealt with that in her obviously overpowered mutant. I know I use the M word and I'm not supposed to in Marvel, but um, <clears throat> in in her way and and how that played out and just the way that they presented it, right? Like, oh, hey, we're gonna do like this '50s TV show g- gimmick, and then the '60s, and then the '70s, and then the '80s, and then the '90s. I mean, like that's that's just bold to do storytelling in that format as it is. It it, it felt very, very different from anything I had seen before. Um, and it was very raw, a lot of the emotion that was in there. So it's going to be hard to topple that one for me. Uh, I actually put Hawkeye number two. Um, just because it was a good, fun, enjoyable ride. Um, it had a lot of good characters in it. It, it told a good, simple story um, that was easy for them to kind of put a bow on at the end, so to speak. So I really enjoyed that. Um, Loki, it was tough to, to put Loki at three because it had been at number two. Um, I just felt like some of the stuff in Loki was unnecessary. Like I felt like it almost needed to be one of the ones that needed to be more of a movie. Um, Mm -hmm. I I do enjoy the story. Um, but like to me, Hawkeye was invested in a lot of the characters that were in there. And in Mm -hmm. Loki, I was... I was already invested in Loki, so I don't think that counts. Um, I enjoyed uh, Owen Wilson's character, um, Morbius. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the, that character's development. Um, and then the little brief glimpse that we got of, of Kang the Conqueror. I enjoyed his character as well. But outside of that, I didn't really get invested um, in some of the other characters like other people did. So that's, that's why I kind of gave the nod to Hawkeye over Loki. Uh, and then what if I thought was very, uh, very unique, but it didn't really tell that big of an overarching story to me. So it felt like just more like a, you know, episodic cartoon series, just kind of like what it is. Right. So it didn't really get too far up there for me. And then last and definitely least, uh, (laughs) was, uh, Falcon and the winter soldier. Um, definitely go back to what i said that it was like really slow in some parts and really like rushed in others if that makes sense um and definitely felt for 100 it should have been a movie and not a tv show like you said a drag down movie i remember that for sure yeah and i i just i didn't get invested in the characters because it was all characters for the most part we already knew right i mean Mm -hmm. i enjoyed um oh why can't i think of the name of the guy 
um, from Winter Soldier, the movie now, the uh, Baron um, Zemo. Like oh. he was, he was, he was, he was the best my, part. He was definitely the best part, and I didn't like the turn, the twist, whatever with Agent Thirteen. I thought the U.S. Agent character was really annoying. Yeah. Um, I didn't like, did not like the introduction of the Baroness, Julia Louis Dreyfus's character. I talked about that on the Spider-Man episode. I just don't care yeah. for that that character that that she's kind of trying to portray. Um, and it just it wasn't good to me. Like I mm. understand it was kind of. I don't know this for sure. It was just odd timing that they announced Captain America four right after this. It was almost like they were kind of testing the waters. Like, hey, can can we possibly pull off Sam as the new mantle holder for Captain America? And then it was like, ah, oh, yeah, it's kind of gotten good reception. So we'll just go ahead and announce yeah, that the it. same guy that wrote the series, which to me is a problem. Like yes. you you brought on the same writer from the series, which I felt was definitely struggled in the writing category to now pin the the captain america movie which is going to be very difficult because you know in their minds they're thinking oh this is going to be another trilogy with sam as captain america for three more movies and you know this this guy you know lays an egg it's it may not do well at the box office and they're like "Ah, well i don't think so i i i don't know because you say falcon and the winter soldier was an extended movie so now we have the movie mindset in an actual movie which could be good i'm also not sold and we're total speculation here that there'll be a trilogy of of this new Captain America. And the reason I'm not sold there's a trilogy of it is because they've already done a trilogy of Captain America and they have, there's only so many movies they can make in a year. You know what I mean? So I don't know if they're going to do Captain America again. I just like, I don't think they're going to do, you know, two more Thors after this. So I don't know. You could be right. I'm just thinking they won't just because there's too many other stories to tell. And I hope I'm right. Cause we've done Captain America and it was great, you know, and I hope he shows up in lots of movies. I hope he's in Avengers. I hope he's shows up in, I don't know, Miss Marvel, the show, or whatever the case is. I just don't know if we need a trilogy. But anyway, hypothetical. Again, in Feige, we trust. But I definitely understand the concern and agree with it completely. Okay, so what y'all's ranking? Um, I'll go next. Nate, you want to go next or you want me to? You go ahead. All right, so mine's a little bit different, except for the bottom one. I'll I'll spoil that. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is, and and I'm going to use quotes, the worst of the five. I actually did enjoy it, but it just doesn't compete with the other four, in my opinion. Um. (laughs) <laughs> what's funny is joey's number four is my number one was what if and it's number one because of the same reasons joey's is number four it was an episodic cartoon <laughs> um i actually really liked the animation and, and i really liked the thought process behind what if this happened what if and and having it and they're at least originally isolated just that one episode and not elaborating on it i know later on in the episode and that's kind of why i didn't like the ending as much as they came out and put it all together mm. and then they can put you know see where it goes from there so i, I mean at least mm. they, there's some continuity in it but at the same time i kind of like that this is a one if one off one if story here it is let's move on to the next kind of saying there's this whole separate canon thing going on while there's this individual just kind of scenarios going on anyway um, I'm hoping they continue that with season two and it's not all everybody's linked in somewhere. But anyway, we'll see. Because they didn't they did announce season two of that one, right? Correct. They did. Okay. Yes. Um number two is Loki. <laughs> I just like Loki. What can I say? Yeah. Uh, I think he's a very in, dynamic and fun character who um, you know, goes he, he's sometimes good, he's sometimes bad, he's sometimes both, he's sometimes neither, he's just there mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, I like that about it. It was something that um made you think a little bit. It wasn't just duh 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 kind of thing. I think um Falcon and the Winter Soldier was like, you know, sequential. This happens, this happens, this happens. While Loki, you know, it was concepts that are hard to struggle with, with the multiverse and with the time travel and stuff like that. So um, that's number two. 
Uh, number three would be Hawkeye. Um, I, <laughs> I keep sounding like I say hot guy. It's hot guy. <laughs> um, unless you are talking hey, about Clint. Whatever, Clint. Whatever, hey, whatever floats your boat. Title man. of the episode is Clint is a hot guy. What can I say? But um, <laughs> thank you for the circle. It. Yeah, Clint forces it too. But um, it, you guys nailed it on the head. I mean, there was some great character development. There was some great kev- character chemistry. There's some story that moves along. There's movie that, by the way, um, two more things I want to mention about Hawkeye, hot guy, before you go any further. Um, can we talk about the ending real quick? Like the absolute ending of it? Uh, and mm-hmm. I'm talking about with Echo, as I'm going to call her, and Kingpin. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Echo actually killed him? No, there's a hard and no fast way. rule that if a person gets killed off camera, that that means that they're definitely coming back, and I, yeah. I think that definitely applies here. Well, and I mean, could, I, my thought was maybe she like fired it past him to show that I could have killed you. But I could have killed. Yeah, right. I, I definitely think it's yeah. going to be something like that. So anyway, cool. And, um, I'm sorry. Go on. Oh, and I was going to say, let's remember in the comics that he wears a bulletproof vest. So unless she got him with a headshot, well, that's what she looked like. She was pointing at right was his head. Did I? Angles. Did I just imagine that. Angles. Angles. <laughs> it's all about the angles. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Anyway, um, and the other thing about this, you know, what, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll finish my ranking and you blend eight, and then we'll talk about it. Um, and then that leaves the fourth one being Wandavision. And it's not that Wandavision was bad. I liked Wandavision quite a bit. I liked the characters in Wandavision quite a bit. It's just I had reasons to like these other ones more, but I really did appreciate Wandavision. It just didn't go anywhere to the extent I feel like the other ones did, at least in the sense of the storytelling, like. Beginning and end is kind of the same. The only thing that's different is Vision's alive. Is you know what I mean? Well, White Vision is apparently. He can leave, but you know, there's that, and I mean, and yeah, there's there's the introduction of multiverse, but the characters themselves didn't go anywhere or do anything. They developed a little bit, but nothing changed, if you will. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of my thought behind it. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying that was my thought. No, it's fine. It just, you know, different ones resonate with people differently. And, and that's a good thing. That's I mean, good you're th- entitled to your wrong yeah. opinion, just like everybody else's. <laughs> By the way, though, I, I will say this. I've enjoyed watching them all, and I'm way behind on every other series I need to watch. My wife got sick of waiting and already went, went and watched Dexter without me, so I need to catch up. <laughs> All right, There's just so done. much good TV right now. Uh, like, really I, I'm not seeing Ted Lasso. Witcher, yeah, Expanse yeah, is out. Uh, There's like, yeah, like the new just Dexter finished season. Witcher. I'm, I'm trying yeah. to power through Money Heist still. Yeah, Money Heist. Yeah, there's just so many good shows uh, on all these streaming services. Um, so I genuinely love that we have this discussion because it's like, it goes to show that we can agree on one thing, but also disagree on everything else, uh, but also still agree. So mm-hmm. the one thing we do agree on is that Captain America and the Winter Soldier is at the bottom of my list. So it is absolutely number five. Um, so everything else is, is is kind of all over the place as well. So number one for me, and I've said this right off the beginning of the episode, uh, is Hawkeye for me. Um, it's because, again, you guys know my love for the buddy cop, uh, kind of um, spycraft, like those types of movies. So sure. it's 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 very much in line with what I enjoy out of the the parts of the Marvel universe that I enjoy the most, like you know, Agents of Shield, Winter Soldier being like my favorite movie. So you know, it, it's no doubt why Hawkeye is, is up at number one for me. Uh, number two, I'd have to say is What If, um, because it was just it was just so well done. It was something we've never seen before. Uh, I really enjoyed it because it was just a fresh take on just these literal endless possibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it would have been better, obviously, if they didn't cut that episode with uh, Gamora's Thanos. But, you know, we're going to see it in season two. Um, but I think 
you know, there's there's so much more and there's so many more storylines that they can explore via that method. And mm-hmm. also there's that crossover with No Way Home, right? With the Doctor Strange in, into the uh, multiverse of madness because uh, the evil Strange or whatever you well, want to call him. We don't know for sure that that's what it is because I was talking to other me about that. And he said that there's actually like three different types of like alternate alternate oh, okay. Stephen Stranges so he said he's not quite sure which one that is if that's supposed to be the one from the what if series right. or if it's supposed to be I forgot what the other name was it's escaping me but but yeah. I hope it is I, right. I, yeah, I hope, I it hope is, yeah. that they tie in the what if series but I, I'm actually thinking they're not going to right. I'm thinking they're going to keep that what if series as just it what if like what right, if this right. happened as an right. alternate type of thing right. and they may tie it in as an alternate timeline to something that happens or all you know which is the same thing as an alternate universe i guess now in the right. mcu um mm-hmm. so it's a possibility but i i'm not holding out hope but i think to see a lot of I, these characters but i think to nate's point just the thought that that could even happen already yes occurred yes kind it's of, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I, it's very interesting um the possibilities yes i agree yeah. with that 100 percent um and then for three and four like it's it's I don't think it's fair to, to rank these three and four, but like two, three, and four to me are very close. So sure. like the, just let's make that clear. Like two, three, and four are super close, and five is like way, 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 way. Yeah. Deep. Like there's a yeah, huge gap between two, three. Since four, we all and agree five. on it, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it'd be WandaVision would be, my, would be third, uh, just because it was yeah it was it was a it was a great story. I thought it was a again it was a unique take on uh, Wanda's grief and Wanda's mm-hmm. storytelling, and that was just. It's never been done for, before. It was a very, very bold, and uh, it could have failed. People could have just been like, what the hell is this shit? I'm not going to watch this. This is stupid. But if you gave it a chance and you kind of opened your mind to what the bigger picture of what this show was about and what the show was trying to tell you, um, you're getting a lot more out of it. And so that's why I think like, um, I agree with Clint and a lot of uh, his – uh, what he said about it was like it was good but also at the same time there was just there wasn't a lot of progression like there wasn't a lot of like it was just it was a contained story it was a good story but it was very it was very contained it didn't really push the needle of what um some of these other shows have done and kind of progress the story and the characters um and to, fourth, to clarify though and i think you've agreed with me Nate, we liked it it's just, we liked it yes absolutely. Right. yeah i still i still yeah. really enjoyed it but I did too you know, it's it, it, yeah. The only one I didn't enjoy was Captain America. Uh, so <laughs> we are all it. in agreement about that one. <laughs> so fourth, unfortunately, is Loki. Uh, again, Loki was good for me. It's, there were there were moments that where Loki was just brilliant moments. But all in all, as an entire series, I felt it was there was a bit it was a bit lacking. Um, like the Loki character himself, amazing. Um, the the multi timeline Loki thing and like all the different Lokis like that was just Classic really Loki and, yeah yeah it's a lot alligator Loki and it was just like it was just it was a fun take alligator on, Loki yes yeah uh, it was a fun take on all of it and I, I and I enjoyed the series and I loved uh, Owen Wilson's character um, and there's 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 more to this series because you know we know season two is coming mm-hmm. uh, but. Again, it, there was there were moments that was just like, hey, this is a bit. We get it. Like, let's let, let's move on. Let, 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 let's keep this going. Let's keep this going. And they never sure. really gave me that. I felt like um, until the very end, of course, when it's like, look what you did, and then like shit's going crazy, and then 
we have the possibility of Kang, you know, Kang the Conqueror, and like you know, it's setting things up and things are going to happen. But as it is, that's you know that that that's where where it falls for me. So it's going to be very interesting. I think once we get to the movies next year that should have already come out by now to see if that changes our opinions of any of the shows specifically wandavision and loki because i think those are the two that it will be most connected to some of these especially multiverse of madness and especially um uh quantum mania which i'm pretty sure is the one that kang's supposed to next appear in Mm, so it'll be interesting to come back to that ranking of the 2021 Disney Plus MCU series and see if that ranking changes any after those movies come out. There you go. All right, we got to talk about it. Rogers the Musical. Yes. <laughs> the funny Amazing. part, the funniest part to me is the fact that they have Ant-Man in yes, it. Yes, yes. And it took me forever to figure out who it was. I'm like, who's yeah. that guy? Because they're It wasn't were- there. Their costumes was were atrocious. He? Yeah, that's what I said to Joey, because Joey was saying the same thing, how he thought it was hilarious. I said, or was he there? Was he just shrunk down and we couldn't see right. him? He was in the quantum realm, maybe, or something like that. Right. But yeah, that's pretty... I, I liked it. I love the fact that they... It was almost kind of like fan service. Like, oh, yeah, we kind of teased this uh, Rogers the Musical thing, and this is what you get for your mid-credit scene at the end of the series, is like the whole number. Well, so I actually did some reading about it afterwards, and it's real interesting because they were talking about how people perceive all these superheroes now. And, you know, I mean, there was the Sokovia Accords, which apparently have just gone out the window. Nobody even thinks yes. talks about them yeah, anymore. Yeah. Screw that and, thing. you know, and, and, you know, even the plaque when he's looking at in the movie doesn't even mention Ant-Man, but he somehow is there. And that's the thing that keeps talking about how uh, the culture worships them and how, you know, they can do no wrong and how that'll end up, end up being, you know, and going forward and how, you know, they can believe anything like that. They believe Ant-Man was there despite there's absolutely no evidence to suggest he was, and he wasn't involved in any way, shape or form in saving the city, but he's still getting credit for it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was just interesting to read that kind of take. And especially to link it, how Clint Barton slash Hawkeye has no hidden identity whatsoever. He is yeah. out there. He, everyone knows who he is. You know, he's getting free dinners, even though he doesn't want them at restaurants. And it was just an interesting kind of uh, talk about society's views and uh, the, the, how it works and how it's going to work going forward. And, mm. you know, just something to think about as we get into some of these more dark, crazy plot lines, especially as Spider-Man, you know, is going to be a menace still, despite the fact that everyone doesn't know who he is anymore. Right. So anyway, just a, just a thought. But uh, yes, the musical, I, I just hope they don't actually make anything like that. Like we got it. We got our fill, you know, probably it was a fun joke. Yeah. Yes. Let's, don't let's don't go further with it. Yeah. Yep. Don't need any more with it. Um, no. I don't know. I, I, I'm interested to, the only thing I'm interested in to see if they actually have like a whole musical. Cause it seems like that was the whole musical, the whole 10 minute scene or whatever. It was. was the entire thing. Like, yeah. It kind of seemed that way to me, but anyway, did you notice uh, Joey in that uh, during the musical, do you see Hulk's shoes? I did not. What were they? He was wearing uh, the Oregon fives. Was he really? Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the first That's, thing I noticed is like when the Hulk jumps on, I was like, <gasps> "I have those shoes." He's very. That's Oregon awesome. Fives. I did not. I did not yeah. catch that. No, yeah. I didn't even. I didn't either. Yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah, so it was awesome. Uh, but yeah, I think like it was. It was a. It was a nice way to end the series because it was like, 
the series itself i felt like hawkeye didn't take itself too seriously and obviously like you know there's the jokes there's the the the, the way that the story unfolded and you got some closure with uh with natasha and and her sister and, and that whole situation um but yeah i think that was that was just a fun way to not take itself too seriously and be like all right this is this is how the series is gonna end and we're part, season one i don't know if we're gonna get a season two um, but yeah, this is how it's going to end. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to sit through the musical. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But I mean, you kind of wanted to anyway, kind of, I mean, they, they, they made it pretty clear at the beginning how bad it was. But... It's true. I was expecting something else and I got the musical and I wasn't disappointed. I was not either. I was <laughs> yeah. like, ah, they're going to have something good. And then it's like, Oh, nope. Nope. They won't. No, they oh, won't. this is fine. I think, this I think, I think, yeah. I think I'm good with this. Yeah. There you times. go. Good anyway, times. as you can see, anyone listening, we didn't mind the series, and we haven't mind really. I mean, there's some we strongly didn't like as much as others, but we all like the Disney Plus series. We obviously hope they keep coming, and they hope the platform is right for them. Versus, um, you know, don't get too carried away with any of it. Basically, um, I think is the best way to say that. Yeah, it's great, awesome. Well, this was fun. As okay, always. Bye. <laughs> yes. There he goes, Clint again. There okay, he goes. Um, yeah, thank you for Shut tuning up, Joey. in this week. Oh, you, you guys are gonna fight again? Yes. That's right. Yeah, right. I mean, we gotta put it on air since we talked about it earlier. That's true. He's gonna attack me with the chair. <laughs> Just to fold the chair. Like <laughs> but I won't remember it. That's the best part. Yes, and he'll forget all about <laughs> all about it. That was, that was um, back to ECC, Nate. I don't know if you caught that. Oh either. no, he does. Oh yes, when there. you were fighting the chair in the bar. Yeah, that's what he's talking yeah. about. How dare you, Clint? They they could have been there to witness it firsthand, but he wasn't. He could have been. I was gonna say he didn't want um, to take a bus. I would have driven myself. Thank you. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Rach uh, and Nerdy Curious. I was gonna say, so this happened twice already, where I was like on the fence about coming down to Seattle for ECCC, and after that, we both times went into a lockdown afterwards. So uh, let's right. not make a three for three in in twenty twenty two, please. Knock on wood. Well, all that shows you is you should have went. Uh, yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. Should have learned it's your lesson true. the first time. It's true. It's true. Um, but yes, thank you for tuning in this week. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our discussion about Hawkeye and our off-tangent discussion about everything else because this is just what we do. Um, make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram, the underscore dorksman. Um, Clint, what are you up to this week? That's a great question. I don't know what Phil and I will stream. We'll figure it out Tuesday. So stay tuned to our social media channels and check out twitch.tv slash the underscore darkspin. Do it. Yeah, we'll tweet it out. We'll tweet out what we're doing if there's going to be anything uh, streaming-wise. Um, as Clint mentioned at the beginning of the episode, uh, we are extending the Ramble giveaway. Uh, so, Clint, you want to give them the details one more time just in case? The yeah. Deets. And By the way, while we're listening to this, the Raiders beat the Broncos, so I owe Eric and Chris from Fancer Toys dorksman swag again anyway tattoos um, <laughs> ramble tattoos i mean i've heard of worse ideas that's for sure <laughs> to go back though if you guys haven't seen it again check out our social media pages nate has mentioned we have a very cool pineapple madness ramble up for raffle that and, and all three of us can attest how cool it is it is a very cool piece it's skelly it's see-through it has pineapples in it it's it's very well done and an original idea by Eric and Chris. Thank you guys. As much as I'm not looking forward to getting you guys stuff, I do appreciate everything else you do. But if you'd like to enter the raffle to get it, it's $5 per entry. And the way you do it is you go to our extra life page and donate $5 or increments of $5 
each one get you a raffle ticket to potentially win this ramble. All you have to do in the comments is say hashtag ramble on for extra life. We are going to be doing it through the 31st through New Year's Eve and we'll announce a winner hopefully live on New Year's Day. I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And you're helping a good cause um, and you get a chance to win an incredible one of four uh, piece. That's right. Incredible is an understatement. They're, they came out really nice. They really did. And I have a video up if you want to see it. I mean, that's the best you're going to see, but in person is really the way to see it. And for five bucks, it's worth taking the chance, in my opinion. It is. Maybe I'll do it and see if I can win two. I dare you. You should put in five hundred dollars to make yes. all the choices. I, I believe it or not, I'm not that. I do not have five hundred dollars at the moment to put it there. All right. Well, that just means you don't care. I'm, just, I'm not going to say it because that's a bad joke. Because you love the you love the kids. That's and right. You do, you do a lot for extra life. So quiet, yeah. you. Oh, Clint, <laughs> think about the children. Thank you, Edna Lovejoy. That's a Simpsons reference for anybody that didn't catch that. Anyway, go on, Nate. All right. Thank you for listening this week. Um, we'll be back at it again next week. Uh, anyone else got anything before we wrap it up? No, B. No? All right. Well, thank you again. That's my secret. I'm always angry. That's my secret. That's why Clint's always angry. Shut up! Nice. Word This has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast.